0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to the One Control Port Podcast, episode 124. I'm Benjamin Yoder here today to talk to you about video games. I will be um, uh, pushing any kind of anime talk towards the back of this half of the show. Uh, I don't think I'll I'll be super invested in anime in the near future, but. Uh, I just, I just feel like maybe it's like, well, I think last week I spent like five minutes on my anime to be in the show and for being a video game podcast, I should probably focus on video games first and the anime stuff can come later. Or if it's just like naturally fits in throughout the show, if I'm, if it's like a point of topic, but, uh, but considering the show is kind of like compact, it doesn't make a ton of sense for me to like, you know, spend a quarter of the show on anime. Then, you know, towards the end, if I still have more video game stuff I want to talk about, I have to like try to wrap it up, uh, as quickly as possible instead of spending the time it needs but yeah I haven't I haven't been playing too much unfortunately um so I can't really give you an update on that stuff I will say one thing uh in God Eater 2 um I've gotten to the point so in God Eater 2 there are these things called blood arts and initially when you get the blood arts they're very simple skills and they're kind of not great uh and they take a long time to level up But as you level them up you can equip higher level versions of these like blood arts so they're essentially like they basically modify your current combo to do different things and you have like a a super powered attack associated with a certain combo. Um and and some of the level 3 combos are actually pretty decent. Um I'm starting to spend more time on using some of the more I guess wide reaching combos. I'm using a scythe in that game. If you don't know God Eater 2 is kind of like a Monster Hunting style game. So when you use the scythe, you can kind of like hit multiple parts of an enemy at once. Um so there's a lot of like spinning ones associated with the scythe so I'm I'm doing those and now instead of before where it was kind of like an awkward like you can jump in the air and do like a single spin it was kind of like whatever now you can do like four spins in the air in a row I think I technically can do six spins in a row in the air now and so it's kind of ridiculous how much you could sit there and smack away at the enemy while doing these like spins and stuff so that's been interesting to see see that part of the game finally to start develop after you know I, I I've essentially beaten the first half of that game at this point so now we're in the second half of that game and and maybe if I focused on like a single blood art through the whole game maybe it would have been you know quicker but now now that I'm at a higher level I'm leveling each of the blood arts a lot faster so so like leveling a blood art takes like a few missions rather than you know 20 30 missions in in the previous difficulties so so I'm getting to see a lot of these blood arts kind of evolve into their next form and become like actually used for useful skills and that's been a, a refreshing part of that game um, and I also have gotten if you don't know ling god eater there's like a a a like mode you end up in called burst. And in god eater 1, it's a lot more beneficial to the player uh to be in burst. In god eater 2, it's not as much, so there're definitely a lot of things that typically you can just expect like a general stat boost if you're in burst mode. And I got a um a ability on a couple of my weapons that basically extend how that how long that burst mode is available cuz you essentially want to manage this burst meter by in the whole name god eater comes from eating the enemies to refill your burst. burst mode um and so now that i have like an actual way to extend that burst meter it becomes a lot easier to keep that burst bonus and it makes it a lot easier to kind of like tear through bosses pretty quickly so so we initially got into like difficulty 7 having a lot of trouble but but now that i'm starting to get these higher level blood arts and and these and you know being able to maintain my burst a lot longer it's becoming a lot easier and i think a lot more enjoyable to play which is great because i i feel like the got first like I think it's like 50 hours of God Eater um, has been kind of underwhelming God Eater two specifically, I I will say Uh, especially in comparison to how uh, to God Eater one, especially, you know, I can't speak a lot. Like I don't really remember how the first like, you know, section of God Eater one was in terms of like gameplay, but you're kind of learning the mechanics as you're going. And so when you jump into God Eater two, you lose a lot of those mechanics and then end up building up new mechanics. And the the rate at which they introduce those mechanics, I think is a little, Slow, or maybe not the rate that they introduce them, but the r- rate at which they become relevant. Um, like the blood art thing, where it just takes forever to level them to be decent skills. So, so yeah, I guess I had something to say about God Eater this week, is what it actually. That was actually a lot more than I thought thought there would be. Uh, in terms of news this week, there's a, there's a couple things I wanted to talk about. I don't know if I have a lot of deep insight on a lot of these things, but I just saw some news stories that caught my attention. Uh, there's the Metal Max Xeno reborn. Uh, If you don't know, Metal Max series is old, old series on like the Famicom and stuff that's been going on for, I think, consistently over all this time. But the uh, only one that got localized was Metal Saga, I believe, on the PlayStation 2, which I I actually picked up a handful of years ago, specifically because I found the mobile game of that series. And I thought the style was cool. Like, oh, one of these games actually came out in the U.S., uh, and I'm pretty sure that is all <laughs> on the podcast and everything that I that I went through that whole process and figured that out. Um, but anyways, uh, so Metal Max Xeno is the most recent one. I think I think maybe the second Metal Max game to get localized. Um, and so that came out, uh, I think, a year or two ago. And I think people generally received it pretty well. Uh, but, you know, it, it was a low-budget game. It was also on the Vita, so it didn't look particularly amazing. And I'm not sure, like, how much new content's going to be in this Metal Max Xeno Reborn release. But the biggest thing was that they... And maybe you can guess where this is going, but based off me kind of laughing a little bit, they reworked the graphics to be like better. And uh, I'll link the screenshots in the <laughs> in the uh, description somewhere. But uh, it doesn't look fantastic. <laughs> um, the original that came out wasn't like a great looking game either. It probably looked about on par with like a um, if if you can imagine like how Dragon Quest Eight would look like with like a higher higher polygon count and running in, in a higher Uh, resolution that's about how it looks like it's a a cell shaded style but with like a semi um like it's not so shell shaded that it's like you know like a fear effect kind of thing it's more of like a cell shaded thing with like more ah, I don't know what words I'm looking for like I don't want to say realistic tone but but it's it's uh maybe has like a darker color palette in some ways I don't know don't listen to me <laughs> anyways. So it looks kind of like a PS2 game that's all shaded, but like an HD, uh, this new one, they, the, the models are indeed higher polygon counts, or at least that's how they look. Uh, the big thing is, is that I think the lighting and shading might not be good. I'm not like, you know, super educated on, on models and what makes them look good or not, but they just look like, like really amateurish models because of it. Like everyone looks like, li- like clay puppets or something. And uh, it reminds me a lot of how like a DL site, like do- Dojinshi games with like, you know, amateur 3D work uh, kind of looks. I think it has a lot to do with the lighting is what it is. I I, I could be wrong about that. And Bloodstain looked like this for a while. I mean, they even leaned into it in one of their trailers when they were like, <laughs> uh, here's, the- here's the gameplay that looks like poop or something. And then here's the gameplay that looks looks actually good. <laughs> so... So, but maybe maybe over time they'll they'll fix it up, or maybe they just have a batch of screenshots they put out that it didn't complement the look of the game super well. I think there are some gameplay changes because I think I think there's no random encounters anymore. I think you just encounter things on the map, and and I think there's like various other adjustments and some story things. So we'll see. I, I really do want to check out Metamax Xeno, but it's really not going to happen until I actually sit down and play Metal Saga first. Because that's been sitting on my shelf for like three years now. And that game is not super high on my JRPG list of games to play, unfortunately. So we'll see. I, w- I would say mid next year at the absolute earliest. I'm going to guess that's not happening next year either. So maybe one year we'll play Metal Saga. Uh, but yeah, I mean, it looks fine-ish the, the both releases are very budget graphically and and it's a different look for sure I, I'll say that if you're gonna re-release the game with more content hey you know why not go for a different look to, to some extent then they also announced uh, Metal Max Xeno uh Reborn 2 I didn't really look into see what that was I don't know if these are one package or like two separate things unfortunately I did not do the research on that but I did, I will link the, the the article that has like the screenshots in it so maybe there's some information in there about that Rest in peace. Not gonna do my research now. The other game that I saw that was announced, or at least this is the first time I've seen it, is I'm gonna try to pronounce this: Void Terra, Re- Re- Terra Rimu, Rimu Void Terra Rimu. Which, if you don't, if you don't know why this is like spelt so weird or uh, like sounds so weird, the the spelling for this is basically not like reasonable at all. Like, if you look at how they spell it, it's it's an awful mess of letters and symbols, and and it doesn't make any sense. The only reason I have any idea of how it actually tr- is like pronounced is because the uh, uh, katakana below the title name in Japanese does say how that's supposed to be pronounced, and it's like terarium is what it is. So I don't. It's katakana, so it's. It, I think that means it's a western word whether it's an english word or not i don't know katakana is kind of like great in some ways because you're like oh i can make out words like attack or beam saber or something like that and then it's also like an awful nightmare in other ways where you just look at a word like what is there what is this even trying to say and then you find out it's oh golden light (laughs) golden light lighter or whatever it is from from tatsunoko versus capcom it's like I hate katakana, but I love it so much because it helps me. <laughs> so, so yeah, and it's kind of like a like a top-down dungeon crawler kind of thing. If I, I believe, and, and I don't know which specific developer this is because I don't think they usually list out the specific developer for this. It's a it's a nipponichi game, um, but it's like that. Uh, it's from the developers that did that Firefly Diaries game, which also is pronounced sweet. Like the, the title for the game is a, a garbage mess as well, but apparently it's pronounced Hotaron Oniki. Is what it, how it's pronounced or something like that. Um, so, Hotaro, Hotaron Oniki, The Firefly Diaries. Which I don't think that subtitle is even in the Japanese version. I think that's only in the US version. Because they're like, here's your garbage title. Somebody needs to be able to search for this in some way. That isn't a mess of letters, symbols, and inner caps. And stuff like that. So, um, But yeah, I think this developer has done a handful of games. There's also that like uh, Prince game. It's like a, is it a blind prince or princess and like one of them helps the other guide the other one around and i think one of the other is like a beast the one that's not blind is like a beast who who protects them and stuff and they don't want them to know that they're obese and things like that and i think they may have also done a yomawari yomawari it's that, that like playstation vita horror series that's like top down kind of thing um i think these are all the same people but i could be wrong if, if there's one that i think is not the same person i think it is yomawari that might be something else Uh, or somebody else, but they're all Nipponichi games. Uh, I would really like to check out Yomawari, if I can say that. Uh, I would really like to check that out. The only problem with the Firefly Diaries is I think it is a very touchscreen-heavy game on Vita, and and I only have a Vita TV, so actually playing that would probably be a nightmare. Uh, But I guess talking about the game that was actually announced, the Void game, it's kind of like a top-down Dungeon Crawler kind of thing. I haven't seen anything about it that really stands out to me, so I don't particularly love it. Uh, at least from a mechanics per- perspective where the other games I think are more like uh, at least the firefly diaries is more like a side-scrolling puzzler kind of game. So, so yeah, I would like to check out that developers games at some point, but it just hasn't been a high priority and it just keeps getting pushed off. And I don't know if I ever will, unless I really get committed to like checking out some Vita games, uh, which I feel like the Vita and the PSP are like two of my most neglected platforms. Probably. I, I really don't spend a lot of time on those platforms, unfortunately. Um, I really, I really would like to. I would like to really expand my 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 portable PlayStation library in general, or not not so much expand the library, but play more games. I I have plenty of stuff to play. I have like Final Fantasy VII, Crisis Core, Dissidia. Uh, I have EDF2 that I'm still working through. Uh, one of the Gundam versus games on Vita. So I've got stuff to play on it. I just need to actually sit down and play it. Uh, so so yeah. Uh, and then another thing that was announced, and I'm I'm not super excited. So in theory, I should be excited about a House of the Dead one and two remake. Maybe not so much two. House of the Dead two is relatively available. You can find it on a lot of platforms. Um, so if you want to play it, it's it's fine. In this case, I think it's actually a graphical remake of the game too, as well. So if if you're a House of the Dead two fan, it might be cool to finally see a game that that like reworks. Uh, House of the Dead 2 because you know we've seen it ported so many times and you can find it at a good chunk of arcades still at least I, I see it very often right alongside House of the Dead 3 House of the Dead 1 is not nearly as accessible. Um, I have seen one House of the Dead 1 machine in my life. It was out of Sparkles in Georgia. I did not play it because I was there for a school assignment. I I feel like I should have played it, but I I had a free pass to get into the place because of my school assignment. So I didn't want to feel like I was abusing it by, hey, I'm going to go hang out in your arcade. (laughs) You know, I feel like I was there for my own leisure activities. I probably should have paid for it on my own, Uh, but I was just going in there to basically write a thing about it for school. Um, Anyway, so House of the Dead 1, uh, otherwise, though, if, unless you find an arcade machine, which I've only ever seen that one, uh, there's a Saturn version, it seems like, and a PC version, which, there being a PC version would make me think that, at some point, somebody would have ported it somewhere, but apparently not. Usually, it seems like if there's, like, an old PC version of a game, a lot of, like, modern remakes of games that will be based off that PC version of a game, like, Final Fantasy 8, or something like that, or Final Fantasy 7, I think, is also based off the PC version, so, so, it. it it's not super available. So it's it's exciting that somebody is going out of their way to make this. The problem is... And let me look up the developer's name here real quick. I did not write it down. I want to see who it is. I think it's like Freedom... Forever Entertainment. So Forever Entertainment. And they have like a really diverse back, back catalog. And I don't really know any of their stuff personally. Uh, I have not played any of their stuff. But they are also working on the Panzer Dragoon remake. Which... Um, you know, I have not played it, uh, but the E3 footage they showed of that remake was rough. Um, I, I would not say it was a impressive display of a game. Um, and and generally what I heard coming out of Tokyo Game Show is that the people who played it were also not very impressed by the Panther Dragoon remake. So, so to have a House of the Dead 1 remake uh, by a team that may be unproven and haven't we haven't really seen the evidence that that Panther Dragoon thing has turned out well yet. Um, it's a little concerning. That being said, uh, there's not a lot of ways to play Saturn games or or anything like that. So like, hey, at least somebody's trying because sure as heck Sega's not trying, at least like, you know, directly. I, I mean, Sega's obviously probably publishing this or, or at least, you know, giving their their grace to use the license i mean obviously because they wouldn't use the license otherwise unless it was legal <laughs> um um but yeah it just I'm a little worried i don't think sega makes the best judgment calls when it comes to their classic ip and re-releasing them a lot of times we just have to look at the uh the what is it where the oh man i'm forgetting i'm blanking on that company name that made like this terrible sega genesis minis, like all I'm, my my brain is saying a la playa but i'm pretty sure it's the s4 league like I, uh, developers or publishers um uh, i can't remember what it was sorry it's telling that sega's using that or was using them like pretty reliably and then come sega genesis many times we're still like oh yeah we're gonna use these guys even though you know the world already had a great hatred of them and thankfully they switched over to using m2 stuff eventually which was which was nice But yeah. So, anyways, that being said, you know, Forever Entertainment, completely different company, as far as I know. Um, You know, it's I. I hope the best. I will probably try to check out that Panzer Dragoon remake. I don't know if I check out the House of the Dead One remake. We'll probably rely pretty heavily on how that Panzer Dragoon remake turns out. But I always say, like Sega, put out your Saturn library, please. I know it's a nightmare. That hardware is a nightmare to work with. (laughs) Um, but you know, I, I would like, I'm, I'm really, and you know, I've been around, I'm 30 years old at this point. I've been around enough to be like, see the constant re-release of the Sega Genesis library. And, you know, I get it. That's Sega's golden years and it's what sells. And they, you know, there's 16 bit stuff is really easy to, you know, emulate, put on other platforms or at least comparatively easy to, to 32 bit stuff. But man. I am I am ready for Sega to explore their the rest of their catalog you know maybe maybe that's a bias of mine that I, I have more interest in 32-bit games versus 16-bit games because that was definitely around the time I was like becoming a really uh involved person in gaming I I didn't really have a console to the Nintendo 64 I was playing PlayStation or uh, NES and Super Nintendo games before that but it was just not mine and so it was kind of a a treat kind of thing versus like something I was doing every day so I don't know please for our entertainment, do your best. I hope, I hope you do your best and I hope Sega gives you the resources to do your best. Uh, and hopefully it works out. Cause I would love to play house of the dead one because I'm sick and tired of playing house of the dead two and three. <laughs> so yeah. And then the one last other uh, game announcement thing was brain age for the switch. I'm not sure why these game announcements all of a sudden were dumping out. I don't know if there's an event this week or what. I mean, we just passed by Tokyo game show but uh, but Brain Age for the Switch, which looked uh looks pretty fun. I, I like that they use the the IR camera on the the Joy Cons. I feel like a lot of Nintendo's platforms has that little like IR slot on it. Um, and you know, obviously the the Wii used it in its own way, although it's a little different there. Um, but it is nice to see them actually like make full use of this IR camera between like you know the Labo stuff. And, and in this case, basically like with, if you haven't seen the brain age switch trailer, basically there's like some math stuff. And so you will, uh, kind of motion your hand in front of the, the joy con with like the number of fingers out of like the, the number. So like, if you do like two minus one, and the answer is one. And then you like put your your hand in front of the little IR camera with your you know one finger pointed out to signify one. But like good, you you did the one answer, <laughs> or you 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 answered one, and 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 then you know you succeed. Good job. Uh, so th- I thought that was really cool. The rest of it looks pretty standard stuff in terms of you know like you know writing in answers and then just like clicking buttons to to count up. Uh, it looks kind of, it looks very math based, but I I really didn't play a lot of the other Brain Age games. I only played the original one, so I don't know where that series went. If it was if it had more variety, I know the first game had some stuff where like you're reading different colors and things like that. Um, but I think math has always been a, a a significant backbone of those games to some extent. So I'm not super surprised um, that that is that seems to be the focus so far. And it's only been announced for Japan so far, but I assume that's going to come out in the U.S. Brain Age generally did pretty good, although I feel like the 3DS ones did like lag in localization. I think was it Dr. Kawashima's devilish brain training or something like that? I remember that one taking a long time to get out over here. If it ever got out of here, I'm pretty sure it came out in Europe. I'm pretty sure it came out here. I think it just took a long time. It may have been digital only in the U.S. I can't remember, but, um, but yeah, I th- I think they'll bring it over. The switch is successful enough that I think Nintendo is willing to try that stuff. You know, you see Nintendo America publishing like fitness boxing on, on the switch and, and, you know, going for that, that kind of audience, we have ring fit adventure coming up soon. So I think Nintendo's really interested in kind of regaining some of that audience, but you know, whether or not that audience is there is a whole other thing, you know, there's the The landscape has changed quite a bit since 2006, even even you know 2000 you know 10 when when the Wii was kind of at its height. Like most people have smartphones now, and they can do a lot of this stuff, or like like fitness tracking devices and things like that. So I do I do like that. Like Ring Fit Adventure is leaning very heavily into the you know we're making a video game and we're making a fitness device that is uh, very specific to our hardware. You can't really Or at least, you know, theoretically, you wouldn't be able to do that easily with a phone because you have like, you know, two motion detectors separate and something connected to a TV or something. You can't like, you know, (laughs) I mean, you think of theoretically like tape a a phone to a ring or something. But I feel like that would limit what you could do because you have to ensure the player can see the screen at all times, things like that. So I don't know when that comes out, the Ring Fit Adventure. I'm curious to check it out. Uh, I might wait for it to go on discount. I do need to look into other Labo kits. I think they're like $30 in some places now. So I would, I would, I think now is the time for me to pick them up if I haven't already, because it feels like a lot of places are trying to clear them out because I'm guessing the Labo did not do super well. I only have the variety kit right now, which is definitely the most, most like popular, or like the most available one out of all of them. I do want to get the giant robot kit. I think I want the vehicle set and I, I, I might do the VR headset too. I don't know. Well, I'll think about it. I uh, the big thing with the Labo stuff is that like, you can't really buy it used later. So if you you know don't get it get it while the new new copies are available, then then you're not going to be able to get like at least the original Nintendo cardboard stuff and ruin it like I did. Hey, speaking of which, uh, while we're here talking about it, uh, I did a Nintendo Labo stream this week. So I did a uh, piano the piano building. I did not finish it. But if you want to watch me spend two and a half hours trying to build a piano, it's on the website. So feel free to go look at that if you want. Uh, I'll be continuing the piano this week on on the stream Thursday at 7 o'clock Pacific time. Uh, I'll be continuing at 7 o'clock PM. uh, But I'll be continuing to finish the piano, play around with the piano a little bit. And I think that we're going to go ahead and build something else, maybe the bike or the fishing rod. I'm leaning towards the fishing rod mainly because it'll be easier to show you guys once it's done what it's doing where like the bike, the, the screen moves and things like that. Um, so I'm not hundred percent sure how well that would come across, but the bike and the fishing rod are also the shorter items on that list. So, you know, we, we might be able to finish up uh, the, the items at that time. I'm not sure if we're going to go for like a complete set of Labo uh, stuff, you know, all at once, but, but maybe we'll break it up a little bit, go play something else and come back to the Labo stuff. So it's not just like six weeks of me building Nintendo Labo things. Uh, And last news story um, that I wanted to to touch on here, even though we're going a little bit over uh, Sean Layden uh, leaving, leaving Sony. Um, You know, I was, I was talking to my dad about this recently and I don't know if this was, this is a very intentional thing or if it just is a very coincidental thing. Um, But I feel like the platform holders don't really have, most of them don't really have that like central figure anymore. Uh, you, you obviously have Phil Spencer with Microsoft. He's still very much the face of Xbox at this point. Uh, and you know, Reggie, Reggie has left Nintendo. Miyamoto has seemingly kind of taken a step into the background. And, um, and you, Sony had Jack Trenton and had a Shuhei Yoshida as kind of their main faces, but I feel like Sean Layden never really filled those boots. I, I think the problem with Sean is that, you know, he just wasn't a very good public speaker at times. He, was kind of kind of timid on stage and stuff. Didn't really have a strong presence like a like a Reggie does. Um so yeah, I don't I don't really know, you know, if I feel like every platform had its kind of like central figure in the past and it feels like we just kind of keep moving further and further away from that as people leave, as Iwata passed. And and so now you have like Koizumi, who's kind of there at Nintendo, is like kind of the face of it, but he's not really super personable. He's just kind of the Nintendo Direct guy. He doesn't really do a lot of like you know silly stuff. Although he did have that thing where he like laid down on the couch at the Switch reveal. I loved that. I was like, oh Koizumi, please, (laughs) just like telling you about shaking ice cubes while he's laying on a couch or something. I don't think he was laying on the couch during that, but you know, whatever. So, you know, it's, it's interesting that like Phil is kind of, I feel like right now the remaining f- face of that. So who knows, maybe, maybe whoever Sony replaces um, um, will become more of a central figure. But I'm guessing, I'm wondering if that's like, a, if it's an intentional thing to kind of take, bring the focus away from one person and kind of spread out, you know, the faces of the company and, and that, and like, you know, as, as, you know, audiences and targeting you know those audiences become more hyper specific you can have you know people within certain developers certain departments you know people who are on certain teams for certain games and certain genres can really directly talk to the people where it matters where you know having somebody like having variety people on the show floor at e3 probably directly helps those kind of like individualized groups a lot better than having like Phil Spencer come out on stage and kind of like take control of the entire conversation. But I think I do like that central figure and like that central leader that is is kind of, you know, you know, able to speak for the company and things like that, I, or or at least for the platform as a whole. I do like that part of it. And I feel like Nintendo and Sony have lacked that for a while. Even Reggie, when he was still around, was pretty quiet um towards the end I, I think he really had taken a step back and I, I'm just wondering if that's like an intentional thing or if that's just something that's kind of naturally happened as people kind of came and left and and you know each person has their own strengths and maybe the people in those positions don't exactly have a great like personality based pre- like uh presentation I guess that's not the word I'm looking for but I'm gonna <laughs> just settle with it uh so yeah we'll see we'll see especially when like you know PS5 and and you know the next Xbox are coming up on the on the horizon, you know, I'm wondering if we'll see Mark Cerny out there as kind of the spokesperson for PlayStation again for for the new platform, and and if they'll like ring in some other people. Maybe we we'll get Nac three. I'm ready for Knack three. Mark, give it to me. I've never played Mac one, or one or two. Or at least never played the full game. I, I did play Knack two at like a uh, at GameStop Expo or something like that. So that's gonna do it for this week. Thanks for coming. Like I said earlier, uh this week I'll be continuing the Nintendo Labo. Uh, uh, Nintendo Labo stuff on the stream, 7 a.m. or 7 p.m. PST. Uh, I am pretty much done with the Chibi Robo slash more skip video than Chibi Robo video. I'm pretty much done with the the rough draft of that. So I'm going to hopefully work on that a bit tonight and try to kind of nail down, uh, some of the rougher parts of the video and, and, and smooth that stuff out. But, but the actual rough draft is done. Uh, the other thing I needed to do is I need to get some Captain Rainbow footage. I do have my copy of Captain Rainbow and I have patched uh, the the ISO, so I just need to find a way to load that on my Wii U, so I can go ahead and uh, put some time into that, play that a bit, get some footage, and then drop that into my video. Uh, and then I think I'm also gonna do some. Uh, I'm also gonna uh, play Okari, uh Chibi Robo, which is the third Chibi Robo game on DS, which also has a fan translation. So I might go my way and just go ahead and do the fan translation for that too. Um, you know, there's something to be said about you know using the original Japanese and and keeping that you know faithful but i don't think it's a huge huge deal uh for the video i'm doing um so yeah other than that though thanks for coming oneshortpour.com is the website and i hope you have a great week bye